Hey, this is Greg McAfee, and welcome to The Greg McAfee Show. Now let's get started. And welcome back to The Greg McAfee Show, where we discuss the steps to a successful entrepreneurship, how to take your business to new heights, and ultimately follow your dreams. Today, we'll be discussing leadership accountability, how to keep yourself accountable. So, if if we don't do it, who will? I mean, we're the leader, and we need accountability. There's a lot of companies, there's a lot of business owners, rather, that get in trouble because they have no one holding them accountable. And uh, you get... You start making a little bit of money and you get a little bit of power um, and and things can go bad. And and they have for many, many, many people from different size companies all over, from huge billion dollar companies to mom and pop shops, it doesn't matter. Um, If we don't have someone holding us accountable, um, if we can't hold ourselves accountable and we don't have an accountability partner, which we're going to talk about, uh, it can go a different uh, a different direction than what we had planned, put it that way. So according to um, the business dictionary, because they nail it right here, um, accountability means the obligation of an individual or organization to account for its activities, accept its responsibility, and disclose the results in a transparent manner. Now they nail it on that. And there's a lot of people that they don't want to be held accountable. They like being able to do their own thing. Matter of fact, it starts at an early age, somewhere around two or three. This is mine. Don't touch it. It's mine, right? It's, it's natural. It's natural for us. We want to do our own thing. I mean, that's our problem. You know, we can go into where it started in the Garden of Eden, and when sin comes into our life, we're, you know, we, we start at a very young age. Um, it's mine, right? Okay, so we're going to talk about how to keep ourselves as leaders accountable, and then what happens if we don't. So this is some good stuff. So um, we're going to talk about uh, the four top things of keeping ourselves accountable, and they're going to be write things down, have a personal mission statement, seek feedback from your team, and then have accountability partner. It's very important. So before we jump into this, I just want to say um, the latest book that I read, it's a very l- small book, and you probably can't even see the title because this is exactly the way uh, David Cook, um, Dr. David Cook wrote the book on purpose. Um, It's basically called Greatness. And this book is a personal invitation to greatness, to discover the true extent of your talent, to reclaim your dreams and to extend them, to have a legacy as a game changer, a world changer, to become fearless in the face of uncertainty, adversity, and change. Now, I want to tell you, I'm going to talk more about this at the end, 
uh, because this is actually the, the the next subject for next week. As we're gonna we're gonna run through some things in this book called Greatness, and it's just how he um, how he's done some things, and I'm gonna talk about that in a little bit. But the book's called Greatness. It's not your typical book. Um, I'll be honest with you; it costs probably five times more than most books cost, and it's on purpose. It's not your typical book. Um, if in order to be greatness, you have to be willing to invest. And boy, that's another class in itself. Because in order to be great, you have to invest in yourself, in your company, in the books you read, in the classes you take, and so on. That's just another uh, class in itself, which uh, I need to write that one down. Okay, so number one, everything needs to be written down. None of us are that good where we remember everything we hear, everything we see, or everything we read, and or everything we learn. So we've got to write things down. And writing down everything from our to-do lists uh, to short and long-term goals, you've got to write those down. I mean, it's already been proven. If you write things down, your percentage goes way up of accomplishing them. If you just say them, that's great, that's wonderful, but when you write them down, something happens. It's the way God made our brain. It goes directly to our brain. Your brain doesn't forget it. You write it down, your brain doesn't forget it, and it, it actually goes to work on, on hitting those goals. So that's how it works. But it's then you have to look at them. You have to get them out once in a while, and you have to look at them. I like to do it on a, on a little 3 by 5 index card. Uh, but it allows us to focus on it allows us to focus on our goals short term long term but also on our to-do lists i love writing my to-do list every single morning and i love going down and checking them off and sometimes it's not in the same order if i can get a if i can get a quick one in and get it done and i'm in the right place i'm going to get it done cross that bad boy off because that's accomplishment and I feel good. I like to accomplish things. And I like to go home every night accomplished, knowing that I accomplished something. So if you want to hold yourself accountable as a leader, write everything down. It's very important. And then number two, have a personal mission statement. You know, we've been told to have a business plan, and that's great and wonderful. But do you have a personal mission statement for your life? You know... It doesn't need to be long. Your personal mission statement is does not need to be long-winded, but it no, it does need to be made uh, to the point. One one long sentence is fine. Two sentence may be okay. Any more than that, it's way too long. So uh, Dan Miller said the mission sh- statement should include three things. Number one, your skills and abilities. What do you like to do and what are you good at? your personality traits, how do you operate, and your values, your dreams, and your passions. Why do you want to excel? My personal mission statement looks like this. To be a servant leader who lives a balanced life and shares the gospel of Jesus anytime I can. And that's my personal mission statement. 
to be a servant leader. I want to serve people. I want to serve my team. I want to lead. That doesn't make me weak. That actually makes me strong. Jesus was the ultimate servant leader. I want to live a balanced life. I want to have work time. I love work. I I posted something the other day. It said it was my second home, and someone said I might challenge you on that. Um, So that's exactly why I want to live a balanced life. I want to have a good balance at work and a good balance at home. And now that Travis is working for us, he's in a lot of my meetings, and I always say I've got a witness right here. This is my witness. When Travis was growing up, he played baseball, wrestling, football, track, and I rarely missed it. I I rarely missed a practice, I'll be honest with you. I, I love going and watching him practice, same way with Tiffany, and... I just, I've rarely missed a practice and I don't, I don't, to the best of my knowledge, I don't think I ever missed a game or a meet or anything like that. It's just important to me. Now, as a leader, as leaders, we have flexibility to do that. If you're, if you're, if you're uh, an employee, um, we, with our team, we let, we tell them up front, you need to give us a calendar of events and we'll do our best to get you off because that's important to me. So it's important to me to get my team off if it's important to them. Now, if they come to us a day before and say, I got I got my kids got a game tomorrow and it's peak time, we're going to do our best, but no promises. They knew that they knew the schedule months ago. I, 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 I my kids have played every sport and I've never had a calendar. Um, I've never not been given a calendar way before the season starts. So if it's important to them, it'll be important to us. But for me, balancing time. And then I want to share the gospel of Jesus anytime I can. Anytime that door's open, I want to be sharing. I want to say something about him. I want to say how to, how to help someone change their life, draw closer to God. Um, if I get that opportunity and, and God opens the door, uh, I'm going for it. So someone said a personal mission statement surrounds yourself with your own positive attitude. And, and that's the truth. I mean, that's a you got to think positive when you're writing your personal mission statement. What's your mission in life? You know, I've talked to so many people who are, are I'm 58 years old, who are a lot older than me, and they really didn't have, they don't know what their mission was for life. They don't even know why they're here. And so many young people, they don't know why they're here. I'm telling you something. Everyone has a talent. Everyone has a mission. There is a reason why you are here. And that's why it's just so sad that millions of babies have been aborted and they weren't given the opportunity. It's like Ronald Reagan said, everyone for abortion is already living. They weren't given the opportunity to fulfill their mission and who knows what God had in store for them. Millions. So your personal mission statement surrounds yourself with your own personal positive attitude. And then number three, seek feedback from your own team. You know, you may have layers of team. You may have a leadership team. You may have a management team. You may have uh, different departments. You, You may have, you know, service install. You know, we have air duct cleaning. We have sheet metal. We have delivery. We have 
then you've got accounting and you've got customer service and, and you have uh, just a wide variety of departments. But get some feedback from your team. I tend to get feedback from all, all members of my team. I've mentioned this before, but it's very important to me what they think. I want to know what they think. I value what they think. Matter of fact, some of the information I get from them, I can't get anywhere else. They're on the ground floor of this thing. They're helping me make it happen. So you better believe their information is valuable and I want feedback from them. And if, and if your team's not used to this, at first it'll be a little scary. But you know what? When's the best time to plant a tree? 30 years ago. When's the next best time? Today. Get them used to it. Talk to them. They will trust you if they see that you care enough about them to ask them questions and then listen to them. Very important. They will give you good advice. Like I said, probably some of the best advice you can get is from your team. And then lastly, have an accountability partner. It's uh, to have an accountability partner. Now there's, there's different ways of having an accountability partner. If you're a Christian, um, it's great to have a Christian, an accountability partner to hold you accountable in the way you live your life. For this purpose, an accountability partner is to help you run your business the best way possible. And if you're running your life the best way possible, more than likely you'll be running your business the best way possible. So first, if you're searching out for an accountability partner, you must have similar beliefs. Okay. So if you're a Christian and then the one you're talking to about being an accountability partner is an atheist, I'm just not sure how well that will work. In the Bible, it's called being unequally yoked, unequally yoked. And it doesn't work well. It doesn't work well in, in any relationship from marriage to business partners and so on. And then if you have one who is okay with cutting corners or not paying uh, employees well or cutting corners on paying taxes and you're not any of those, that is not the accountability partner you want. And uh, I was actually watching a movie the other night, Friday Night Lights. I watch that every once in a while. I'm the kind of person that can watch a movie over and over and over again if I like it. Rocky, I don't know, 100 times maybe. That's my favorite movie. But anyway, in Friday Night Lights, the grandma of one of the players was overhearing her grandson and a, and a friend talk. And the friend wasn't giving him good advice. And the grandma said to her grandson, you need to get other friends. You need to get new friends. And that's a fact. Be careful who you hang with. I don't care how old you are. Be careful who you hang with. 
They'll either lift you up or bring you down. The most important quality of an accountability partner is that they're straightforward. They can't, they can't um, be scared of conflict or controversy. An accountability has to say it the way it is. You're not looking for someone to rescue you, fix you, save you. You want someone who will do one thing, hold you accountable. It's also important to know your strengths, your weaknesses when entering into an accountability partnership. A partnership means you'll be giving back more than likely you're going to be their accountability partner as well. Works both ways. Identify your strengths that might be helpful to your partner and make sure you're willing to provide constructive feedback even when it's not comfortable to do. That's a good accountability partner. If you're not that type of person, do not be an accountability partner. And if your accountability partner is not that type of person, go find another one because it's extremely important. Accountability is about conflict sometimes. Accountability is about why are you doing it this way? This is wrong. You need to reconsider this. Why do I need to know? Um, here's some questions. Here's some questions on um, if you're an accountability partner, questions that you can ask your uh, partner would be, what do I need to know you haven't told me yet? Is there anything else I need to know? See, it's those types of questions that dig a little deeper, get some more information. Tell me more about that. Well, I did this, this, and this. Tell me why you did this, this, and this. I understand this, but tell me why you did that. And would you do it again if you had to do it over again? And I talked earlier about being transparent. You've got to be able to be transparent. That's the definition from the business dictionary was disclose the results in a transparent manner. So here I'll be transparent to, I wish I, wish I had tens of thousands of listeners. One day I will. Right now I have um, hundreds. So I'll be transparent to the hundreds. We hired a company to wrap our trucks. We had a email and a verbal agreement on the price. It was in writing. Price was in writing. I negotiated a little bit. He agreed. He's been doing the work. Did over half my fleet at the prices we agreed at. The next invoice, the prices were way off. I adjusted them both to his advantage and to my advantage per contract. He decided to quit, so he quit instead of fulfilling his obligation and just getting it done. We had 10 more trucks to do, by the way. He quit. I was very upset. I was very upset. And even though I had a couple people say, you just need to drop it, roll with it, let's find someone else to do it, I was very upset. So I drove, took Travis, my son, as a witness, and I drove over there to his business and told him, you know, 
you're not keeping your word. I had the I had the paper that he agreed to, all that stuff, and uh, and I basically I I just called him out on it, and it didn't go well. I, I don't cuss. I didn't threaten him, but I called him a liar. He shouldn't be in business. He's not holding his word, and he's a liar. And I looked him right in the face and said that. Needless to say, um, I, I let I let one of my accountability partners know that. And uh, basically, he thanked me for being transparent because there's not a whole lot of people that would share. They don't, many people don't share when they mess up a little bit, besides a lot. Uh, I did it in front of my son. It didn't look good. Travis has really never seen me that angry and and not being able just to like work something out. So didn't leave him with a good impression of how to handle um, business and leadership when I'm training him for that. Um, so not good. So needless to say, two days later, I apologized. And a couple days after that, he, uh, the person acknowledged my apology. Most people say, they don't say I forgive you or anything like that. He just said, I, I hear your apology. I still don't want to continue business. Well, I didn't want to continue business either. I just wanted to let him know I apologize for how I handled it. You got to apologize too, by the way. You don't want to carry that around. Um, when you do something stupid like that, just apologize. And I think we talked about the six-step apology we do uh, through our transformational leadership class, but I'll talk more about that another day. But it's really a great way to, this is what I did. I shouldn't have done it. I apologize. Will you forgive me? Is there anything else that I've done that I need to ask forgiveness for? So it's a six-step apology. So, by the way, I did have uh, did have a business coach one time who held me accountable to make things happen, and it was the hiring of I needed to hire three people. Now this was back when. It, it just seemed like a lot more people were knocking on doors for jobs because that right now that's not the case anywhere. We're trying to knock on every door to get one person. But back then, I recall I interviewed probably 12 or 15 people and I had to hire three people and my business coach held me accountable and he said, look, Give me an amount of money that if you had to give it away, it would hurt you. So I think I started off a thousand. He was like, no, that's, that's not going to hurt you. And uh, so finally we got it up to like 10,000. And he said, yeah, the, writing a check to someone that you don't like, um, that, you know, that would hurt you. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to write me a check for 10,000. I will hold the money for you until you get these three hired. You need to hire by this date. You need to get them hired by this date. And if you do hire them, I'll give you your 10000 back and you and your wife go buy something cool. If you don't, write down a name who gets the money. You don't want to have it. Everyone has one of those, maybe two or three. And I'm going to send it to them. Um, I'm, going, I'm going to cash this check and then send them a check and say, this is from somebody I forget how he worded it, but it was pretty funny. 
So the last thing I wanted to do was not fulfill my goal. And uh, I actually fulfilled the goal. It was really close to the deadline, but I fulfilled the goal and we hired the three people. But boy, that, that held me accountable. Now there's a lot of people that goes, oh, I'm not going to do that because that holds you accountable. When you're held accountable, you're held accountable. You know, when you sign something and when you give your words, you're going to do a customer a job and you're going to do it a certain way and you don't, you lied. You went back on your word. You, you, that's why we need to hold ourselves accountable, write things down, let our team hold us accountable, ask them a lot of questions, and have an accountability partner. I mean, it just makes sense. Now, the, the kind of an accountability partner that works for me is going to be totally different than the kind that works for you. Because when, I, when someone hires me as a business coach, the first thing I say is, are you going to be able to take criticism? Do you have tough skin? Because I'm going to tell you exactly what I think. And not everybody likes to hear that. I've been hired and on the second session, I've been fired. They don't want to hear the truth. And I don't have time to waste. I don't have time to waste on coaching someone who doesn't truly want to change. Because when I hire a coach, I want to change. And, and nowadays, today, I hire very expensive coaches. But I have the more of the drill instructor approach um, by, I, I don't deal with excuses well. And I don't want a coach who does. But your accountability partner needs to hold you to your word. If they don't, there's not going to be any improvement made. There's not going to be a whole lot of accomplishment made. And it's just not healthy. So if they're not going to hold you to their word, to your word rather, they're the wrong accountability partner. So very important to hold to uh very important to hold yourself accountable. And I wrote a little blog on the Iron Sharpens Iron, and I had several people text me and say, what are some ways you hold yourself accountable? So I emailed them back, texted them back, whatever it was. And I thought, you know what, that's going to be a great podcast because there's just, we need to hold ourselves accountable more. You're, you're in a leadership position. You don't have that many people holding you accountable. And uh, it's not healthy. We all need to. Okay. So before we wrap up, if you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to like and subscribe below. You can also support this podcast by rating and reviewing on iTunes or your preferred listening platform. Keep listening because some of the stuff we talked about, you don't get to hear everywhere. I'm trying to make you and help me think different, just like holding yourself accountable. And as always, it helps you sleep better at night. So don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at The Greg McAfee Show, no spaces and no underscores. Now, be sure to tune in next week because we are going to talk about this book, Greatness, that I talked about earlier. And this book, Greatness, written by Dr. David Cook, uh, is the only book that I've ever seen 
have a chapter, a sealed chapter in the book that basically says, if you want to go further, you have to break this seal and go further and then be ready. And that got my attention. Like I said, this is not an inexpensive book. It's worth every dollar I paid for it. And I'll just tell you, it's, it was close to $100 what I paid for it. And then I bought 20 more books and I give them away to friends and family uh, because it's just such a good book. And it's, um, it, it, is, it has helped change things in my life that, that help, helps me be a better leader, better husband, better person. It's called Greatness. Recommended highly. And as always, thanks for listening. Have a great day. Carry on. And I'll talk to you next week.